Actually, best choice movies, the world's only movie podcast. I am one of your hosts. My name is Chris Chafin. Hey, everybody. I am one of your hosts, Caleb Shively, the first and only and very much so the last movie podcast. Yes, ever. thank you. I didn't know. I didn't know what the <laughs> noun was going to be at the end of that sentence. I was on the edge of my seat, Caleb. <laughs> Um, so yeah, every episode we talk, usually we talk to you about two movies. One of them is old and one of them is new. Uh, but this year, guess what? It's the end of the fucking year, doofus. So we're going to talk yeah. about the whole year. We're going to talk about like a million goddamn movies on this episode. Yeah, there's a ton of movies that came in the year. Movies got to come back somewhat to a degree in that theaters actually opened this year. So yeah, yeah. that's cool. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we are excited to talk about the end of 2021, which is the, uh, you'll be hearing this episode we posted on the last Monday of the year. So uh, if you heard it then, good job. And if you're hearing it after, that's also smart, because then you'll probably have more of a chance to see the movies we'll actually talk about. If you're hearing it after, turn it off immediately. You're not allowed to listen to it. you got to turn it off right now. It's an expiration. Um, so yeah, this, this episode, we're just going to talk about some of our favorite things from 2020, some stuff we didn't get to talk about on the show and, you know, some wishes we have for Oscars for old lady Oscar in the future. Yeah, that's all this week on Actually Best Choice. Movies. There is there is before this is there is no before we get to any of that this week because we are this is it we're talking this week about uh, 2021 in Toto in film uh, and we're going to start off by talking about our favorite movie that we covered this year on the show. Uh, so yeah, Caleb, you know, I, we... I, yeah, can I put it on you? <laughs> what is your yeah, favorite please. movie? Um, you know, uh, there I, I, I assume there's like. 20 odd episodes we did plus uh we did so, like we we try to do some great stuff sometimes i don't love everything but uh some things stuck out like uh, uh i was a big fan of uh a, a lot of that year end stuff um that we're seeing at the end getting awards yeah. uh, power of the dog licorice pizza there's other movies but i think those two were, were pretty great but i had to fa- pick a favorite of, of of we covered uh favorite in the sense that like it hewed closer to like what i love about movies or just like what i love to see or like just hit me harder and I love, like I said, Liquor's Pizza is a P.T. Anderson movie that felt written for stoners like me. And Power of mm-hmm. Dog is just Jade Campion being great. But I'm going to pick uh, the movie Pig, oh, uh, which stars Nicolas Cage uh, yeah, and a first-time yeah. director. Uh, his name is Michael, and I'm going to pronounce his last name incorrectly, Sarnowski. Correct me if I'm wrong. I, don't, uh, I, don't, look, I have no idea. Yeah. I have no idea. It looks like how it's spelled, and that's how it's spelled, Sarnowski. I know, it looks like how it's spelled. Like yeah, there's okay. no trick. Yeah. There's no hidden Caesars. <laughs> right, 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 right. Uh, but yeah, it's that Nicolas Cage movie. It's uh, you think it's going to be about him tracking down a pig, a la John, like a John Wick, but for a pig. Right. But no, it just turns into this beautiful, meditative, almost like, philosophical thing about uh, the end of the world, or like our place in art, or like how you pursue things and how to like just how you live life and i think and on, and on uh, another level i think it's a very direct commentary on the restaurant industry like mm-hmm, it's someone people much, with a lot yeah. of bones to pick with the restaurant industry <laughs> yeah which is a very deep industry as we have all those cooking shows on with yeah that, uh, like restaurateurs or top chef i uh, watch top chefs yeah. all the time yeah you know <laughs> i i felt like i knew what they were talking about yeah and uh nicholas sorry i, I mentioned first thing i mentioned the stars nicholas cage it's He's great. He's uh, we're back when Nicholas Cage doing amazing stuff. I think we've covered him extensively on our podcast. We did a Mandy <laughs> episode and stuff, but uh, yeah, uh, it, I think this is what what you use movie stardom for is to like be this big presence in a movie and absolutely carry and inform the character itself, which uh, I think happened uh, several times. Other examples I'll talk about later, but uh, in this case, like the movie star of Nicholas Cage, like everyone knows he who he is without ever him talking, and they just see him and like are in reverence of him and. That, that totally carries and uh yeah just uh, uh as as movies we covered uh which we covered some great ones uh uh i'll let you pick now but i'm picking pig pick a pig pick a pig that's great you and barry obama right he loved that movie too <laughs> he did oh shit I, did. I saw that it existed i didn't look what he looked yeah it was on oh. his list yeah it was on his list I was funny because for so long, all I was seeing was the joke meme of his list. And I never actually, I didn't, it took me a very long time to actually find his list. I had to go seek it out myself. Yeah, I kept seeing like the headlines with a picture and I kept seeing uh, Mitski. I was like, okay, he likes Mitski. I got it. 
don't need to care. <laughs> <laughs> so for me, we did talk a lot about about a lot of great movies this year. And of course, you have to say like the context that we're in, everything's all fucked up. The pandemic is still going on. This was the year where things got relaxed again and people will return to the movie theater. But now I feel like we maybe are like at the end of that for mm-hmm. a little while. As of as we sit here in New York City, like it seems like things are really going to stop really quickly. But so it was it, things came out at weird times and in weird yeah. ways. And like I, I was looking back at the movies we did and like the the movies that won oscars last year we were reviewing like in the spring <laughs> it's true you know yeah. and like we live in new york city and we love movies and that mm-hmm. was basically the earliest we could see these movies so like yeah, uh, who in the world saw these movies before that you know i know uh, critics and stuff but yeah it, it's a true thing uh, i was even thinking like my year endless like wait does that this year comes this year but um yeah things get released after oscar season and oscars were like in uh, early march this year so things didn't yeah. come out till like march april it was um, very crazy yeah, yeah like so minari started, like, he, right like yeah, the father was, you know <laughs> yeah we did that yeah. one in like april yeah and uh 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 another round like that was another one that was mm-hmm. like at oscar time but like no, that I think was we this did year lands right right before the oscars i think we did nomad land mm-hmm. uh yeah yeah, Which so that's crazy because those kind of don't even count as this year's movies, <laughs> but <laughs> they are. They came out like halfway through the year, basically. Um, I loved all those movies. I loved Spencer. Um, I loved The Green Knight. I love Licorice Pizza. I love Dune, Caleb. Like mm-hmm. Dune is a good movie. Dune's um, great, yeah. Licorice Pizza, an amazing movie. I mean, I, I feel like really that that should be my answer because I, I think it's so fantastic and I love the experience of seeing it so much and it was so joyful and unusual and the performances were so amazing like like that probably is my real answer but if i'm but here's what i want to say um just this morning i was thinking about this movie that we did on the show and it's what you said about like what you love about film that's what i feel like about this movie because i felt so emotionally connected to this character and i felt so like seen by this character but at the same time he existed in a completely different life context to me that i got to like enter into because of the magic of film and uh that movie is the disciple <laughs> the disciple ah, yes great film yes <laughs> great movie so fucking weird this movie about religious indian music and a guy who's either can't get good enough at it or is good at it, but nobody cares because nobody likes that kind of mm-hmm. music. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's such, a such an interesting, he's like putting himself into. Yeah. Oh my God. I just felt so seen by like, there's so many times in my life I have felt like that. Like, like, am I not actually good at this thing or am I good at this thing? And like, it's just that literally nobody gives a shit about it. <laughs> it's like, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. It doesn't great matter. Movie. Currently could watch it on, on Netflix, but uh, yeah. Uh, Chaitana, Tamahane, uh, uh, it's probably done other stuff, but uh, this is like the first time I'm here to him. And uh, just a great movie. I think there's uh, I th- one of my favorite scenes of the year is from uh, The Disciple. And it's where he meets the critic at the end. And the critic just tells him about like th- this whole movie we're seeing uh, him, like how he worships heroes and all this stuff. And he's sticking to it. And then we have a flashback. Eve. It's a flashback too. wow. Um, to him oh, talking right. to this critic. And this critic is just saying like how like, oh, yeah, those people that he has adored and loved are just like they're okay and he just can't stand it. He's like such about the art and uh, just hearing from this critic, which is like critics of movies are always like a weird, fun thing to like for a, a, a writer, a artist to talk about too. Um, like it's, they're really getting like something deep about their own personal right, sense of right. critics out there too. Yeah. Uh, it's, and he yeah, is kind scene, of slime. Yeah. They make him look kind of slimy mm-hmm. and like a gross mm-hmm. person. Like I feel like in my memory, he's like eating the entire yeah. time that he's talking. It's like, gross. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but it, yeah, but also like everything he says, you can immediately tell that it, it's true and he's right, you know, mm-hmm. but you'd hate it. You hate it Great even writing, more yeah. because of that. And yeah. I just forgot. I'm just remembering it. It was a flashback, which is just mean like, Oh, the, the, his sense of entitlement we see throughout the entire film, like probably stems somewhat from this area, but also like we get to see him put it in action. And he was always this like weirdly righteous. And, no, like, oh, no. Of see, course, I, like, of course he is. the way I took that scene is like, he's devoted himself to this for his whole life. And like, as beating himself up all the time about, not being good enough despite having had this encounter where he basically learned that mm-hmm. everything he thought was a lie and he, but yeah. he just chose to like still yeah. dedicate himself to it's it that, even yeah, though, uh, yeah the great yeah it's what a great state of the movie does is like let you think about what this character is thinking to like me and chris took that from it i took like whatever i just said yeah from yeah, it. yeah yeah uh, but yeah that's like his like Such decision like what is that like you're, you're putting yourself in that character's mind that's what why this movie is so good it's really about like a dedication to art it's a great uh, yeah, movie. Great, great I movie. really, yeah, um, I loved it. Yeah, um, great one. It's uh, currently streaming on Netflix. Uh, check it out. I'm trying to think what we did with it. Uh, I oh. Think, oh, we did Inside Lewin Davis. Yeah. Which, oh, that's uh, good. That's a good hey, pairing. Did, yeah. Uh, Inside Lewin Davis, we did that one with, which uh, 
a movie we could just do this real quick because I uh, 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 old movies we covered because we we do the concept of our podcast we do old movie a uh, new movie uh, we did a lot of great old movies too and uh, Inside Lewin Davis is uh, one of my all time favorite movies and we did it on the podcast this year with the disciple uh, which yeah a great episode everyone go back and listen to that one uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah uh, we did some great stuff I remember uh, we did Umbrellas of Cherbourg. Um, uh, which I haven't seen in so long. And uh, oh, yeah. we did that one right after we did Harold and Kumar, which is just like, wow, we do cover a lot of <laughs> things on genres on this did, They're both good did, movies. <laughs> we did Lost in America and we did Romeo and yeah, Michelle's High I was going to say, if I would pick a favorite one and I'll let you pick a favorite one of the old movies we did, I would say Lost in America. That is just to me an absolute masterpiece. And uh, like I have made Albert Brooks a godlike deity who lives among us, who's on. <laughs> Curb Your Enthusiasm, it was kind of bad, but who cares? It's out motherfucking Albert Brooks. But yeah, Lost in America is my favorite old movie we did cover on ABC. That's cool, yeah. And it's hard for me. And we also did some of my favorite old movies, like The Umbrellas of Sherbrooke, like you mentioned. A big, big, very influential movie on me. And I, I it means a lot to me personally. And I, I, I like that movie a lot. But um, I had never seen... I mean, I had never seen After Hours that we just did la- the last mm, episode. Yeah. Like, that's such a that was such a really fun movie. And I was so happy to yeah. watch it. And I mean, Richard Jewell, I actually really like a lot, too. I, I did, too. I was surprised really I liked it. Yeah. I was surprised at how much I liked that movie. Um, mm-hmm. If I had to pick one of these movies, like, good Lord, Caleb. I I mean, maybe, maybe I would say, um, let's say, oh, my God. And then we did The Fellowship of the Ring also. <laughs> pretty crazy. Great fucking movie, 20 year <laughs> anniversary. Yeah, so fucking crazy. <laughs> Um, I don't know, maybe after hours, just because we just did it, saw it, and I had never seen yeah. it before. It was so interesting and and funny and weird, and um, yeah. of its time. I think Great. you're still within like two weeks, two or three weeks of seeing it, but that movie just sticks to you. It's just it's so good. such weird, fun filmmaking. Yeah, so New York, uh, yeah. you know, yeah, very much so. Uh, yeah, so those are movies we did cover. Uh, we uh, also see movies that we don't cover. Uh, there's I like the my movies. Uh, I watch and Chris has his other other podcast uh, 30 years oh, later. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, um, I, I guess we should take it to new movies uh, just for the sake of 2021 theme episode. But yeah, uh, favorite, I'll, I'll let you answer first, Chris, huh. favorite movie we didn't cover. Yeah, no, Caleb, this is difficult because um, I only basically exclusively watch movies for this podcast and, uh, mm-hmm. and my other podcast. And then otherwise I am playing video games where I am asleep. And that is basically all I, or you know raising a child like that's the other stuff obviously um i think weirdly weirdly caleb did we not do barb and star on this show nice pick no we did not uh, how did we how did we not times. do it yeah. how did we not do it i know it's a it's a great thing i wish uh, they reopened it in theaters i mean chris both talked about like oh we should go yeah. fucking see it just because it's gonna be people who want to see barb and star on the big fucking screen <laughs> it's so fun yeah so i've that, it twice yeah. I, i'll watch it again it's a fucking great movie <laughs> It was really, I do feel in a certain way it was a throwback comedy. Like it is, it is like a comedy from the earlier 2010s, the kind that mm-hmm. doesn't get made very often uh, these days. Even earlier too. It kind of reminded me of Austin yeah, Powers. Like the 2000s, we had uh, Kristen right. Stewart playing a bunch of roles at the same time. Yeah. It seemed to, it it's seemed a star to, vehicle. Yeah. It was a star vehicle, but it also seemed to have enough money to do what it wanted to do. I feel you get the feeling a lot of times with a comedy like this these days, it's like it doesn't quite it can't quite realize its vision or something or or if it has enough money, it's not very funny. Whereas this movie was genuinely funny and weird, but it also like had it seemed to have a bunch of money, which was really cool. I mean, it, it had like big dance sequences and big like set pieces, yeah, big set pieces and like, you know, a bunch weird of special extras effects where they could show like weird. Like, oh, here's a, a weird joke we're about cool lots that they are parachutes as they plummets to her death. I mean, or cool yes, open exactly. Up. And they have like they actually have the money to show a shot like that. I used to be uh, like what movies were stuff. like, like a huge mm-hmm. section of movies was this from like 1998 yeah. to 2009, you know, and then like, the the Judd Apatowian of um, studio comedies came and it was more like, hey, we're just improvising and like calling out nonsense and referencing stuff while being very heterosexual male at the same time. And that was like comedies for a while. Yeah. Uh, yeah but yeah, this is yeah, very yeah. throwback and I love it. And that's what maybe, uh, yeah. Closer it's to, really fun. When things are closer to Airplane, a, a, a very successful studio movie that uh, people most 
film critics would rank as one of the best movies ever. Well, what you have to say about Barb and Star, I think, Caleb, is that it is cinematic. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, the, a lot of these, 100%. like, no offense, I'm not somebody that likes to bash on Judd Apatow. Like, I think his movies are really great, you know, but I don't really I particularly want to like them. I don't want to watch them again, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Like, I think uh-huh. they were fine. I don't necessarily have a problem with them, but I also don't want to, I don't want to watch them anymore. They don't hold up on the rewatch as much. It feels like they're not. Yeah, very of its time. But, yeah. um, there's just something those movies I would say are maybe not inherently as cinematic as a movie like Barb and star, which really seems to be having a good time imagining, you know, putting on a fucking show for the viewer, which is Mm -hmm. so great and fun. And it's so rarely done. And especially in this kind of way. Uh, Mm -hmm. And, you know, to see Uh, Jamie Dornan, he's doing great singing a song, you know, (laughs) that, that dude might get an Oscar nomination for uh, Belfast, which, Give him this for Barb and Star, guys. Holy shit. It's yeah, way nice. more compelling, a way more memorable performance. Oh, my God. You uh, keep shitting on yeah. Belfast. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. Um, just not my tempo. Uh, not my tempo at all for a movie. I see what they're going for, uh, but he just – it's uh, uh, like an art movie for your, for old people, which can be interesting, and it probably will get a ton of Oscar nominations, but I'm not – I'll get. I'll save it for later. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Caleb? What's What's your favorite movie we did? Favorite we didn't cover. Uh, there are uh, two like absolutely like stunner movies that I would say are like my two favorite movies of the year. And if I uh, maybe I'll bring it up later on when we talk more movies, but I definitely will. Um, everyone heard me talk about Titan before. Listeners of the podcast know that's a fucking pure cinema. Like like in After Hours, it was like Scorsese like just trying to reach uh, like oh I want to uh, just relax and do something more easier for me. Or just like more of it that's closer to cinema. And like Titan is just very silly premise. It's a woman fucks a car, gets pregnant, and has to hide in a firehouse after just to pretend she's a, a man in a firehouse while she's pregnant. It's an insane because she killed a bunch of people and she, that's where she chooses to hide. It's an insane movie. And it's great. It won it can. The Spike Lee jury won it, picked it can. I saw it, it blew my mind. I loved uh seeing it in the audience. People were freaking out. People a guy left and had to come back. There's scenes that will stick in my mind forever. And I love that movie. Uh, but I also have seen uh, Red Rocket. It's my other favorite movie. Mm. Uh, I just saw that. It's a Sean Baker movie. It is put yeah, me in my mind closer to like how uh, red state thinkers think of like being like, oh, how they fell for Trump. Like that's like such in the background of this movie. And he sometimes brings it to the foreground. But just like about uh, if you don't know Red Rockets, uh, Simon Rex, he's a porn star, comes back home. But he's just such a fucking charming asshole. And you love him. He's a lovable screw up. But then he just does unfathomably awful things but he's still like we're portrayed in this movie as like he's a fool for a reason like he's tricking us with it like donald trump is kind of a funny person he looked at the eclipse like that's funny <laughs> he's a dumb idiot <laughs> um, but like he still did awful fucking things and it's just like both these things exist together and oh, that I happens forgot, i forgot about that that he looked yeah. at the eclipse that's pretty funny uh, but... but yeah red Rocket reminded me of that too and i just watched the mcgruber series and mcgruber's a character like that too we're just like oh i love this character but no he's a horrible person too uh so yeah red rocket uh which i'll i'll, I'll probably talk about later but uh is on the, so those two movies uh that we didn't cover are two of my favorite movies ever um yeah there's uh others uh, i watched a bunch uh if i would recommend something it's not my favorite movie of the year but a movie that i didn't get got zero coverage uh that i wish people would seek out it's called some of our stallions beautiful title uh, it's from the director carson mel uh, Carson Mello was a writer for uh, Silicon Valley for a long time. He had a show on TBS called Tarantula. That was pretty weird. Uh, there's a movie I like he did with uh, Mark Proch, which is amazing. But this movie, Some of Our Stallions, uh, stars him and uh, uh, this guy named Al, which I'm not going to remember his last name, but it's their best friends. <laughs> this and guy named Al? Comedy. That's the well, other he's chi- uh, he's So this movie, like the story of this movie, it got kind of funded from uh, – uh, from the uh, Chinese corporation because uh, Al is Chinese and he speaks in like very hard to understand broken English and like it's hard to, like it's hard to understand but it's also like the character is funny and they're like two idiots awful people and it's that premise has been done so much uh, Al D I knew his like last name was like something short but I didn't want to get it wrong it's, his name is Al D uh, but Carson Mel Al D uh, yeah other people pop in Tim Heidecker pops in it Mike Judge pops up in it the director David Zellner pops up in it but just mostly these two guys being uh, – it's my favorite comedy of the year, uh, and I love Barb and Star. But uh, some of our stallions, I, I bought it for $7 on Amazon because that's the – I mean on uh, Apple Plus, I believe, because that was the only place I could find it. Uh, but Car Smell is like a, a good director who just is a funny writer. There's like a weird – like just a little taste of how weird this movie is. They become best friends by uh, sitting on their knees, facing each other, 
uh, breaking a bottle and jamming it into each other and yelling best friends. <laughs> and that's like a thing in this movie. Uh, fucking I'm weird, so, I'm wonderful. Sorry. Okay. Comedy. So is it, is it like, is it like um, greener grass kind of situation? Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, maybe a little bit closer to reality, not as a, uh, uh, Lynchian or candy colored. It's shot very darkly, but yeah, just yeah, two idiots in a movie. Like the opening scene is he puts his hands in a fryer, and they actually show this beautiful shot oh, of his God. hands in a fryer. What the fuck are you? Oh, this is uh, Caleb. What are you talking about? This this sounds depraved to me, Caleb. This sounds like depraved nonsense, and it's, I don't like this kind of stuff. It is. Uh, hey, Titans, depraved nonsense. Uh, Red Rock. Is it a comedy? Is it a comedy? Is, uh, you said it's a comedy. Yeah, some of our stallions is a comedy. Yeah, yeah. Carson Mel wrote for Silicon Valley. Great, right. great up and coming. I hope people know about him. But yeah. Uh, had a favorite movie wise, a movie that I just wish people talked about more. Some of our stallion. So I think the next category we're going to say, Caleb, was go stream this. Oh, is go there, stream this. Yeah, is, Chris, go stream is, is this. There, yeah, hey, Caleb, go stream yourself. <laughs> well, you know how movies are, and they exist on a couple buttons we could hit. Um, well, this is the hard thing. Mostly, like, movies, yeah. are con- movies are content. I mean, movies are at a really dangerous place right now in that movies are content. So, like, there are, like, a million, million movies you can go stream, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like we said, uh, uh, Power of the Dog, we did it both on theaters, but it, yeah. it's on Netflix right now. You could go watch it. It's a great movie. I've been telling everyone to watch it because everyone has Netflix. Um, yeah, uh, Barb and Star, uh, which a movie Barb we just talked about endlessly, is on Hulu right now. It got, you could watch it on Hulu. Uh, my favorite movie I saw on Hulu this year, uh, Covitis Ada, uh, I, I think it came, like hit circuits in uh, 2020, so it made not a lot of lists, but then it came had a US release this year. And I didn't see it in theaters, and it was on Hulu. And and Chris talked about Obama's list. I just looked it up, and he also had Covetus Ada in this. Uh, <laughs> I mean, whoever he list. paid to make the list has pretty good taste, I think, you know. <laughs> Great movie. But yeah, uh, but a movie that uh, I didn't think was in theaters uh, probably had a summer release, uh, but it's on Netflix right now. Uh, I, I just saw it for the sake of the names attached to it. Um, and it blew me away, and I loved it. Uh, so my pick of my favorite movie to go stream this, uh, Tick, Tick, Boom, um, from Lynn Manuel Miranda, starring Andrew Garfield, and maybe a defining oh, role in yeah. that young actor's career. Amazing actor. He, he's worked with Scorsese. I, I know people, I've talked about Silver Lake, how much I'm a fan of. Hacksaw Ridge was his Oscar nomination. Cool movie. But Tick, Tick, Boom. Like He plays Jonathan Larson, who wrote Rent, and has a tragic story, and it's, it's all about failure, and it's a musical itself. and uh, It goes down so easy. It's all based off this wonderful performance. Uh, I, I, I was so moved by the end of it, and uh, knowing what happens to Jonathan Larson, uh, it's not a spoiler because he's a real life person who wrote Rent. He uh, died five days before Rent came out. I didn't know this. Uh, like that, it's terrible. Like right? I knew that like terrible. early on in the movie. Like the movie lets you know that. Um, but yeah, that of course Rent, game changing musical, and there's uh, a very lovingly tribute to him. Lin Manuel direct, directed this movie. He's turns out to be a pretty good director and knows what to put on screen. Uh, knows the right people to work with. Knows how to get great stuff out of his actors. Uh, yeah. Uh, didn't see it. Probably wouldn't have seen it in theaters just because. Um, okay, I get it. Lin Manuel musical, blah blah blah. Uh, even his earlier one, which we covered uh, in the Heights, uh, was like I didn't see it in theaters. Terrible. Uh, but terrible. this one was on Netflix, and oh shit, great movie. Tick tick boom. Yeah, I I definitely think that it looks good. I haven't actually watched it yet, but like. I um even from the first time I saw the trailer I was definitely didn't want to like it you know because like Lin Manuel <laughs> is so overexposed he's so part of this like Obama thing you know it's like he kind of seems like kind of over in a certain way and then I'm like oh he's directing this fucking musical like give me a fucking break and then immediately you're like oh shit this looks really good fuck <laughs> you know <laughs> like I still haven't I still haven't actually watched it yet because Catherine actually yeah. doesn't really like musicals so it's hard to get her to watch a musical. <laughs> Sure, right sure. On. The first song in it like captured me. I was like, oh, okay, that's a, c- a catchy ass song. And then I'll watch the rest. And I was like, one over. There's there's a beautiful breakdown uh, of a lovely song that's so episodic and so filled with cameos from Broadway superstars. And it's only about brunch. Like it's about a song about brunch service on Sundays. That's what the song is about. It's so, amazing. See, that's so annoying. That shouldn't work. That shouldn't work, but I bet it does. <laughs> I know it shouldn't work. So it does. It's so good. It's so mean. Fucking why <laughs> you gotta do this to me, Lynn Manuel. Make me like a song about brunch in a no. Netflix musical. You <laughs> son of a bitch. Um yeah, for me, Caleb, I mean there's lots of movies that are great that are on um streaming right now for free. I mean one that we did, we brought it up already, but a movie that like came out this year, but won an Oscar already, so it doesn't seem like it. Mm-hmm. A movie that's on 
Hulu right now, I think, is uh, an, uh, another round, which is like a great movie. It's like mm, a really yeah. fun, interesting, well done, emotional movie that's like really enjoyable to watch, I I think. And um, and I really enjoyed seeing it. I mean, Mads Mikkelsen gives an amazing performance. Remember when that was like the only thing people were talking about was Mads Mikkelsen, like the, the, specifically the ending, culminating scene at the end. Yes, yes, the maybe dance scene. The, and the way the movie builds to it over the entire mm-hmm. movie, him so doing good. this dance—it's never has a dance sequence been more earned in a movie, and like less expected. Even though it seems like it absolutely has to happen, you also just don't think it's actually going to happen. I was just going to chat it out. Uh, Thomas Vinterberg uh, directed it. Uh, great director of Dogma, director. Uh, uh, yeah, one best uh, thing. He also was uh, one of the cooler nominations for he got a best director nom. Uh, yeah, it's uh, people loved it enough, and people it got uh, the the art house crowd behind it. And if you haven't seen it, great call, Chris. It's on Hulu right now. It's on Hulu right now, and so this is like less of a great call, and you know, um, but like, and I know this is a movie that did not age well, and people. Uh, People acted like it was stupid to like this movie and that it was bad. I think the rap on this movie is that it is not good. Um, but and it, and also it's not streaming. I don't think it's streaming anywhere. You have to like rent it, and the rental is like weirdly expensive, which means all sorts of weird business stuff is happening somewhere. But um, is Bob Odenkirk's movie Nobody? <laughs> like Nobody. I just did enjoy Nobody. What can I say, Caleb? It was just fun to watch. I love that fucking yeah. scene on the bus where they have the big fight on the bus. To me, the whole movie is worth it because of that one sequence. Like it's really good. <laughs> it's a really well done. Even when I saw Sh- when I saw Shang Chi, I was like, Oh, this is yeah. like Nobody. Like the fight on the bus, except the fight in Nobody is kind of better. Like not really, <laughs> but kind of. You know? Oh, a hundred percent better. It uh, ends at one point, and you're thinking it's an end, but no, he just brushes himself off, gets thrown out the window, just comes back in, and they have to do another reframing shot. It's fucking sick. It's awesome. It's so yeah, well uh, done. It's, it's also, so well uh, done. Yeah, speaking of a, a, a movie that uh, benefits from its casting so much, because Bob Odenkirk really plays like, oh, he is like a nobody. Like before, in like the '90s uh, or the uh, 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 even the 2000s, like. Arnold Schwarzenegger be like, oh, a mild-mannered guy. He's Michael Douglas is stars yeah. and falling down. You know, you're like, eh, yeah, you're fucking But this Michael is uh, Bob Odenkirk, push over 50, <laughs> comedy star, frail-looking. Shout out, Bob. We love you. You not frail-looking. You motherfucking beat a heart attack oh, this year. Go, yeah. end, go end your series, Bob. We love you. Bob. God damn, you got to be in this movie. It was crazy uh, that he had that heart attack because all I have heard him talk about on Comedy Bang Bang and other... Uh, um, he's been on every single podcast talking about his workout routine for nobody this year and about how he's been working out for years to stay in shape for nobody. Uh, and it was a real shock to hear that he had a, a heart attack. Cause I just have got started to think of him as like the most in shape older person I could possibly imagine. Uh, yeah. A uh, very Jack Valance. I think his uh, book uh, comes out in 2022. So things I'm looking forward to. Uh, he wrote an autobiography. He's the best. He's uh, I love nineties comedy. Uh, he was like the center. He was at the center. He was probably stirring the pot of the center as it was going. Oh, 100%. Uh, and, if, and the thing you yeah. don't appreciate is that he has been uh, instrumental in so many careers that are like mm-hmm. big Turn right now, hand, yeah. you know, like, yeah, he's helped so many people in, in the 2000s and the 2010s. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's he's always a, helping. A beautiful people. artist. Yeah, I just want to He did plug his book, Comedy, 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 Drama. That sounds, that's, that's great. <laughs> hey, the beauty of art. People, uh, people touch you. It's such a special way. So beautiful. <laughs> that is the beauty um, of art, you fucking sicko. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I love it. Love art. Uh, yeah, I love, love art touched. so much I love that I could talk about our next category to intro our next category. We love art so much that we love art to an extent of uh, things we didn't see. Because this next category we talk about is movies that we just didn't get to see yet this year. Because one, so many movies fucking come out. Uh, two, they're not out yet, but we've been like waiting for it the whole goddamn time. Uh, like I've been meaning to see so many movies too. Like I've been meaning to see the movie Mass. Uh, the Tragedy of Macbeth is coming out a couple months from now. Mm-hmm. Even like this weekend, uh, I will, uh, before New York shut down, uh, we are fil- filming this, fil- recording this <laughs> on the uh, 19th. Uh, New York shut down this weekend. <laughs> I mean, uh, not but, uh, really, was, but it did, right? Like it, it did. did yeah, it, I, I wanted to see Nightmare down. Alley. I was going to go see Nightmare. Alley. Like, oh, nope, yeah. not going to go to a movie theater. No uh, and then uh, next, we're a week away from. Uh, we've said his name before on this podcast, and we'll try attempt it again. Ethertong uh, Rasekasala Joe. <laughs> uh, he has a new movie coming out that's only in theaters. Well, he says it, 
it'll never be streaming. That will probably change once things happen. But he yeah, said right. it's a traveling movie. It's called Memoria. It starts Tilda Swinton. It's, it opens. Uh, it's currently going to be in New York uh, next week. And I was like, oh, I'm going to 100% see that. Uh, and now that's up in the air. So like those movies I yeah. want to see. Um, And even like a movie I keep seeing on every – all my favorite critics list is uh, Joaquin Trier's Worst Person in the World, which doesn't get released. Uh, Neon picked it up and it's not getting released here till uh, like March, which is like, god damn it, guy. It's so fucked up, Uh, But if I had to pick – yeah. Go ahead. No, no. I just think it's so fucked up. up. Like I I, I keep seeing on everybody's list too and I'm like, oh, I guess I I can't believe I haven't seen that movie. Like I didn't know it wasn't even going to be out for like six months. Like fuck (laughs) off. Like, I'm also trying to, like, figure out, like, who has seen The Tragedy of Macbeth? I've seen it on, like, some year-end stuff or, like, yeah. critic stuff. But, but I feel like they're hiding it from a lot of – it's not an uh, easy one to track down. <laughs> it's very weird. Uh, I mean, there, we're, there's a lot of stuff. Uh, Celine Siama has uh, Petite Maman come out uh, in, uh, everywhere but the, uh, the United States. Uh, uh, she did – this is her follow-up to uh, The Portrait of a Lady on Fire, which is an amazing movie. And I've heard nothing but, like – good things from the people who've seen Petite Maman. Yeah, uh, I, I, I would pick, if I was just to wrap up all these wonderful movies that I didn't see, and I apologize to them, is uh, me and Chris did The Souvenir on our podcast, oh, yeah. uh, and s- somehow they got to make oh, yeah. a sequel or another version That's of it. That's completely fucking insane, right? That there's a souvenir yeah. too? That's insane awesome, yeah. to me. <laughs> I love it, yeah. What a fucking insane concept. Like, I, how, like how do they handle it? Like, you, you, you saw it or you haven't seen it? Oh, I didn't see it. I wish I, uh, it's the uh, my biggest regret in the theaters is missing. Oh, yeah, my answer for this category is see not it. seeing souvenir part two. It's <laughs> <laughs> so funny. It's so it's so weird. It's so weird. Um, it's like if there was like I don't know. It's like anything. Like You're probably just a perfect little art movie that has a sequel. You know, <laughs> Sid and Nancy two. I don't know yeah. with Neil Manchester and I. Manchester by the Sea had a sequel. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah Manchester by the Sea two. The Manchestering. Um, yeah, it's, it's really probably, nuts. probably for me, a cool example of. I mean, The Godfather has a sequel. <laughs> the Godfather does have a sequel. Hey, some people say it's better than the original. Caleb, have you heard this? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> um, for me, uh, this yeah, is... And, out- uh, no other options come to mind. Go ahead. No, I, no, no, go ahead. Do you want to say more about The Souvenir too? I don't know. I just said... No, no, I just said that no other examples of this come to my mind of other than <laughs> well, yeah, because you see an insane amount of movies. So I, this must have been a tough choice for you, actually. <laughs> you know? Whereas for me, it's like... You know, I've got the kid, I've got the two podcasts, I've got uh, um, the pandemic is going on, you know, I have to be supporting my wife, uh, you know, I have friends. So it's like, I can't get to the movies as much as I used to. So this is a very big category for me. And I love to sleep now, Caleb. I don't know if you if you know about this, but being asleep is amazing. Mm-hmm. Like, it fucking oh, man, rules. It really is. You don't have to yeah. think about the world. And, oh my God, you're yeah, just you're unconscious. Yeah, you're just unconscious and safe, and it's really nice. Um, but so movies I haven't seen yet that I w- would like to see. Um, Bernadetta, um, The Last mm-hmm. Duel, Red Rocket that you were talking about. Um, I didn't see yeah. The French Dispatch. I haven't seen Last oh, Night damn. in Soho. Um, I haven't, I if I even, you know, probably I wasn't going to see West Side Story. Like, I would like to see that, too. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't see the souvenir too either. Yeah. Um, all of these movies, like I, I had some yeah. designs to maybe go recently, but it's been so fucking nuts this week, right, Caleb? With COVID, it's been crazy. It takes how fast a half it half hour to get there, half hour to come back. Movies start at like seven thirty-eight. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I did see all uh, all those movies, Chris. Did you really? <laughs> You're a fucking machine, too. dude. You're a fucking yeah. Machine. I seen. Uh, I would say not uh, looking at my year endless. Uh, uh, not and many of those. You movies, didn't like any uh, of those movies. No, I love that. I was, uh, a lot of them are in the top twenty, but not the top ten. I Bernadetta. I, I, Bernadetta. Right I 100 yeah, percent am Bernadette. going to see. Yeah. Oh, I didn't see Bernadetta. Uh, I saw. That's where I saw Licorice Pizza for the second time uh, instead. I was yeah. like, eh, I want to get high and trust something. Um, <laughs> but it's not bad. Anyway, I, I, yeah, Bernadetta. Of course, I heard it's Showgirls, but with nuns, which is that's sold. amazing. I can't wait. <laughs> I cannot wait to see that movie. I'm so excited. Yeah. Uh, yeah. French Dispatch. I would say is my favorite movies of the ones you met. No, uh, uh, French Dispatch or West Side Story. Both. Uh, I'm going to bring them both. You saw West Side Story notes. already, too? Hell fucking yes, oh my, my dad. God. How was it? My dad's Did you making like a movie. It? Did you like it? <sighs> Man, it is everything you want from a musical. It is big and bold. He doesn't cut from a choreograph. He changes the right things. He knows how to shoot. Spielberg always has that fucking eye of like grandeur. He always, uh, even like in his most of his movies, you can tell there's like a sense of like surreal magic to it. And he fucking nails that West Side Story. And it's a uh, gorgeous movie. He makes some really fun decisions with it. Uh, there's a great kid named Mike Feist who plays Riff at it. Wow. Uh, I'll bring it up later when we talk about some, when we talk about uh, Oscar stuff, I have it in my notes, but uh, 
Yeah, it's not doing too well in theaters now. <laughs> yeah, it's not, doing, it's not doing it. too. It's not doing too well. I mean, this is one thing we haven't uh, talked about. We it. could talk about it like real quick right now. So there's this kind of game on film Twitter where Mar there's like Marvel people and then like good movie people, mm-hmm. and um, so mm-hmm. it's a big it's a big defeat weekend for the good movie people because. There's all these mm-hmm. movies that are not even like good art movies. I mean, no, no offense to West Side Story, but that I think that aspires to be a general consumer movie. Like they want everybody in the world to go see that movie. Like I don't think it's like esoteric uh, in some uh, way, right? I mean, do you? Uh, uh, well, that's the marketing of it. Uh, it turns out to be, uh, and because it of uh, 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 its uh, restraint and choice, and it's whole fucking thing it's spielberg is language of film and i'm getting deep into the the weeds of it like he is yeah. uh setting a template for uh how but anyway, uh, anyway. Shot and anyway. And this is his first musical yeah all right all right all right, all right all right all right but, yeah, wrap that's it what up, it's wrap being it up, positioned it as but what it really, i was gonna like, say and i would say lincoln was like that too and his work with tony kushner which it's okay 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 blah 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 blah, blah. <laughs> what I was going to say is, so this weekend, the big thing is the Spider-Man movie made $224, 225000000 million. <sighs> and so it, everybody who's been saying all this stuff about like yeah. the Spielberg movies and the um, Ridley Scott movies that are like, oh, you just can't make that much money and it's COVID. You just can't make that mm-hmm. much money. Then the Spider-Man movie makes over $200 million this weekend. And people are like pretty fucked up about it. <laughs> it's like, it's like, it seems to say some really bad stuff about the future of movies and the mm-hmm. future of like the concept of movies as we head into another, you know, spike of the pandemic. Like it, it maybe it will seem like those are the only things that are financially worth releasing in movie theaters. Like those are the only things people will actually go <sighs> see in a movie theater and everything yeah. else won't get to go to the movie theater. I mean, it seems like that could happen. Yeah, it seems like that could happen. I mean, in one regard, I'll see m- more movies, but in other regard, like these movies were meant to be seen. Like, in, I'd have to continue to support art house theaters, which I'm I'm, I'm right. bound I mean, to of do. Of course, uh, independent uh, film will exist, and art house theaters us, yeah. will exist. But yeah, the 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 mid budget stuff, a movie like Barb and Star, uh, even yeah, uh, would probably seems... like hardly happen. Yeah, the Last Duel is uh, I thought one of Ridley Scott's best movies ever, but it sucks that it didn't like crack the code. Uh, they didn't promote that it was Ben and Matt enough. I don't know why. Uh, Adam yeah. Driver, who's having this beautiful moment, the great Jodie Comer. Uh, it there's is a this, harsh story, but also like, sure, sell harsh stories. People are ready for that shit. There's this and whole conspiracy theory, you know, <laughs> that like Disney is, they own Fox, but they hate the, they don't want to have to release the movies. So they've been like mm-hmm. burying them. Cause totally these are all like timing. Yeah. French dis or uh, French dispatch, uh, West side story in the last duel. were all Fox movies, right? Or Fox mm-hmm. Searchlight movies, and um, uh, either Fox or uh, some were 20th century, some were Searchlight, but uh, yeah, they, it's very jarring. Well, they're contractually they obligated. The logo. They're contractually obligated to release these movies. They have to release them, but these Disney movies have been in development for f- five to several years. And Disney, Disney just bought them two years no, ago. It has no interest yeah. in promoting them. It doesn't fit in with what they're trying to do, and it's. You know, there's a conspiracy mm-hmm. theory that they intentionally have buried these movies. Like, why did um, why did West Side Story not come out on Christmas Day? Do you know what I mean? Like, has there ever been a more Christmas mm-hmm. Day movie than West Side Story? Uh, you got motherfucking Spielberg doing musical. It should have been uh, bring your family to see that. Bring your I'll, yes. I'll see that with some ants is a fucking it was a treat event for uh, America you know yeah. yeah and you've got they're doing sponsored things on American Idol and The Voice mm-hmm. where they're doing like the West Side Story you know Voice Championship yeah, was, <laughs> I don't know Spielberg is saying nope don't don't market my movie I, we're past that with me just yeah, put no, Sp- please. Spielberg on it just put Janice Kaminsky's name on it which is a beautiful shot Janice Kaminsky movie good lord yeah. Um, that's a great transition uh, to talk about uh, our next category as we talk about the year 2021 in film. And uh, of course, all this discourse leads to uh, Oscars, which, you know, Oscars are stupid. <laughs> yes, uh, Green Book has won an Oscar. Yes. Uh, it's about uh, the politics of stuff. Uh, she was great in it. But as soon as Kristen Stewart was announced for Princess Diana, it was like in the books. Uh, I think there's a couple movies this year. Uh uh, King Richard is one of them where Will Smith, it's not a, 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 actually a horrible, horrible movie, but it's pretty bad, but it's not a horrible movie. I tolerably watched King Richard on HBO Max. Uh, John Bernthal's in it. Shout out John Bernthal. Yeah. Uh, I will talk about Belfast now because that seems like oh, a movie yeah. that's so Oscar-y. Uh, and I like Kenneth Branagh's uh, like Shakespeare movies that he does, Shakespeare <laughs> movies he does. But this just seems like he's on like easy palpable like oh i it looks uh, sweet my child it looks sweet it looks sweet to me stars a child 
Yeah, it's uh, it's too sweet for a movie set about the Irish Troubles, and it's just a kid doing cute stuff in the middle of like uh, the barracks, and his uh, dad's always leaving. And Caleb, oh, good Caleb, lord, it's hey, so Caleb. pulpy and went down too. It went down too sweet for me, brother. Brother, I got a little, I got a little kid doing cute stuff in the middle of a global <laughs> pandemic. You know what I'm saying? Like this is uh, this, this shit's real, man. <laughs> Yeah, uh, it's, I don't know, it's uh, uh, for uh, just such fucking kid gloves. The same reason why I didn't love a movie I wish I loved, uh, Jojo Rabbit, but just... Oh, that movie so, sucked. Jojo Rabbit sucked. Yeah. I really hated that. I really wanted it's to like such, it. It's like that level of like easiness during like, something harsh. Uh, and there's a good movie in there, but just really just like, no, I want to keep it true to my childhood. And there's like weird love interest and... Uh, yeah, Van, uh, what's his name? Van Morrison does all the score and it's, oh, you're just faking this sentiment right here. Uh, but blah blah blah. I'm just uh, those. That's what probably is going to get Oscar because old people will vote for the Oscars still. Uh, but yeah, we're going to talk about our actual Oscar wishes. Oscar wishes. So wish. Caleb, what are you? I know Caleb. You did your whole spiel about how you hate the Oscars. So what <laughs> is? But then again, nobody cares more than you at the same time. So what I do know, you? What do you? What are some of your Oscar wishes, Caleb, for this year? <laughs> I think I'll start with my uh, obvious one, uh, which I brought him up earlier. Simon Rex in Red Rocket probably will win Spirit Awards, which uh, those came out. Uh, those are those are fun awards. Uh, I always say it's better, but yeah, it's Simon Rex or Red Rocket uh, had to simultaneously be a charming asshole in a screwball comedy that is about uh, the porn industry and uh, how uh, leeches, parasites on society affect whole communities. Just a big swing movie from the great Sean Baker, and it comes together through this, again, casting Simon Rex, a former MTV VJ, former tabloid guy. He raps, I think, as jokes as uh, someone, I forget his rapper name. But yeah, a, a very B-list celebrity. Now he's in this movie. He's to being like a B, his role as a B-list porn star. It's so informative. You get that weird magic of just like, oh, he knows what this life is too. <laughs> um, holy shit, did I love that? Um, but yeah, uh, uh, that's my big obvious one. I'm rooting for because uh, he's won multiple Oscars. Uh, Asghar Farhadi won for international feature, uh, and he got a screenplay award uh, for his last film. And his movie is called A Hero. It's uh, I saw it in theaters. It comes out on Amazon January 1st. So you could go watch this another great movie to stream. It's called A Hero. Uh, it's basically Milkshake Duck. But uh, <laughs> as uh, looking at it in like a very slow piece by piece, there's no villains way. Yeah, I, I'm blown away. I hope he gets a director on because I think it's one of his be better movies. And he, I, he makes some of the best movies. So uh, we have a great working director giving some of his career best stuff. They usually go for stuff like that. Uh, give it for uh, a four of them. Give it to Parasite. Keep that momentum going, guys. You had a pretty cool Oscars last year. Yeah, give it to get Ascar Farhadi, a director nom. But yeah, uh, if I get uh, uh, my last one and I'll get, throw it to Chris, but um, <laughs> production design is a cool thing in movies. Uh, it's everything that gets set up or the actual physical things in the movies. There were two great ones this year. Um, we, I talked about West Side Story earlier and musicals usually like you know, big set pieces that you have to dance around or uh, just to show. Yeah, yeah. Uh, of course, that movie should be production design. It's so, so uh, lived in for its its uh, scenery. It's beautiful. And uh, every Wes Anderson movie should fall in line for like be a default nomination. In it. <laughs> and this is his most edits in a movie and most like it's an, an, uh, uh, what's the word? Uh, anthology. Uh, so there's at least five different sets and it's amazing and it's so detailed and holy shit. I, I, I think it's one of my favorite Wes Anderson movies. Uh, I absolutely loved it. And so West Side Story and French Dispatch both had the same production designer. His name's Adam Stockhausen. Uh, fucking year for that guy. Uh, so I hope he gets two nominations because <laughs> uh, uh, that, because it's one, it's what should be and well-deserved and also like give him a year, give a give, give hats off to Adam Stockhausen here. <laughs> amazing Production stuff uh, this is amazing stuff Caleb God what are my Oscar wishes you know uh, Caleb I don't know I will say I think that this is going to be a very interesting and bad year I think because um, mm. all the stuff we were saying before about film and what, what films do well I feel like we're in the it's going to be one of those years where either there's going to be a big discourse about how disconnected the Oscars are from yeah. reality or they're going to fucking give the best actor Oscar to Tom Holland you know <laughs> I feel like that That'd could happen. Shaking it up. I feel that like that could, be could shaking happen. Shaking it up enough, yeah. That's the only movie that uh, made any money this year is Spider-Man. That's the only one, you know. Yeah. Like they're gonna have to uh, do some. They're gonna have to make some like recognized Spider-Man in some way, you know. They usually give it the visual effects. Visual or, effects, uh, yeah, you know. 
Maybe he'll uh, like host the Oscars yeah. or something. Maybe they'll get Tom That'd Holland to host. Cool. He does sing and dance, you know, like it would actually be a pretty I good did. Oscars host. Yeah. I did like his hot ones. Yeah, they get the, him and the hot ones to the guy to host it and do that again. That would be pretty cool. Yeah, uh, actually, but um, yeah, but yeah, yeah, but looking at like, uh, yeah, go ahead. Oscar no, like, you know stuff. what I mean? Like, yeah. it's like the way that like if the if Ridley Scott wins best director for the last duel, you know, and nobody <laughs> in the world has seen that movie, like it's going to be a, a, a it's going to be a thing. There's going to be a lot of think pieces about it. And, you know, yeah, and so I really maybe that's why we'll hope for like Jane Campion, whose movie could watch on Netflix and that's getting well reviewed and like maybe we should give it to her. Uh, maybe they'll do it like that. Like, oh, hey, I hope so. Yeah, we can still recognize arts to some degree. Do you think? Do Do you think Alana Haim is going to get nominated for Best Actress? It's in the conversation. I would say uh, Spencer is a, a lock. Spencer's a lock. She's. Uh, so, I. I, mm-hmm. I really did like Spencer a lot. I thought it was a really good. Movie. Yeah, I think she should win. Uh, for thing. Uh, it came out earlier this year. The eyes of Tammy Faye were Jessica Chastain, but everyone's been talking about that as a well, Oscar thing, and she oh, is pretty yeah. good in that movie. I just didn't love Kath, that movie. Yeah, Catherine um, that. Yeah, she liked yeah, it. I uh, think, uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, House of Gucci, Lady Gaga, that just seems like a, 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 a the one for the people that they'll give out. And I've heard a lot about uh, Nicole Kidman for this being the Ricardos movie that I'll probably watch oh drunk God. one night. <laughs> Aaron Sorkin's uh, Ode to Comedy vis-a-vis not uh, Studio 60 on the Sunstrip Strip. Ugh. Uh, but yeah, I think those are your front runners. I think Olivia Coleman, who's in The Lost Daughter, hopefully, I think a movie I liked a lot, uh, will hopefully crash that party. So there's a chance. I, I named five right there, I think. Alana's in that conversation. Oh, um, what's a motherfucking Penelope Cruz is in the Almodovar movie? <laughs> That's oh, usually, yeah. hopefully, we'll get to see that and get to get to do that. Oh, the girl from West Side Story is probably, uh, her name's Rachel Zegler. But yeah, it's, it's Oh, yeah, it's maybe so, huh? I can't. I quit trying to predict this shit, even though, like, if you pay attention to other award stuff, which would be Kristen Stewart's. Uh, I'm trying to think who got Spirit Award. I think Alana got a Spirit Award uh, nomination, so that she did oh, get Oh, yeah. Their, I mean, I could see that for sure. So, yeah, I don't think Alana Haim, uh, if I misspoke and said she was uh, maybe getting a Spirit Award, uh, she's not. That movie did not qualify. It had too big of a budget. But to talk about uh, people who do get a Spirit Award, uh, your homegirl, Patty Harrison, got a Spirit Award nomination for leading actress. And uh, to, to just to transition to the end of uh, wrap up about uh, end of year in film and like our talk about just our actually best choice this year to talk about like what we actually wow. Wow. love yeah. in film. Uh, and maybe a part of just culture is this glow up of Patty Harrison I will talk about is one of my favorite things that happened. She's a, a dramatic lead-ish in this movie. It's a funny movie, but she's very dramatic and very serious in it. But also she got to be in I Think You Should Leave and talk about uh, how much wine she drinks and she also drinks is wine other big people that are glowing up uh the cinematographer ari wegner who did power of the dog and zola two disparate movies that i loved both the cinematography of or this year but if i could say uh and chris maybe alluded to it about how these big movies are making money but no man we got still great directors making movies this year we talked about spielberg pt anderson and sean baker movie directors i absolutely adore and we'll see everything they do uh ridley scott and wes anderson making movies this year uh, i said Ascar for hottie and james campion and uh, hong sang su had a great movie i liked this year and denny villain away who's one of the mm. directors uh, i could keep like mike mills and leo cracks two movies i uh, i was super excited to see because i just trust those directors uh and then you know young directors like tenix abrogfo and julie decarno who did titan uh yeah movies are fucking awesome i love directors i think this is a great year for all these beautiful uh mostly men and then some women and some people are <laughs> coming in here uh yeah i'll even shout out the great jim cummings who i loved every single one of his movies and he's like i think a white male director who is very much making movies about the uh, paranoia and where am i at as white men uh what am i doing with my privileged directors right now uh so many good directors get to make movies that's why i'm here doing a podcast about it with you with us chris <laughs> <laughs> yeah man what a crazy year in movies i mean it was i think the story of this year for a long time was like the return of movies like movies are back like there were so many great movies by so many great directors this year i mean we didn't even talk about the paul schrader movie that you know was only paul schrader had a movie this year yeah I mean, it was like it was like pretty good. It wasn't it wasn't a hundred percent, but it was like pretty good. We got you know? to talk about Oscar Isaac and uh, root for Tiffany Haddish to try something, but wasn't good anyway. But we did on the podcast. It's a good episode. No, but I mean, so many great, so so many great directors have made 
films this year. And mm-hmm. I, I personally felt very, very lucky and very surprised to see how many people. And it was kind of a function, I think, of things like bunching up because of COVID release schedules. And it was there was a certain time this year where you were like, I can't believe how many good movies are out. Mm-hmm. And that was after maybe the early part of the year and even into the summer when it was like crazy how few movies were out. Like the movies, if you look back at this year, the movies that we had to do from the like spring to the early summer were like we were really scraping the bottom of the barrel. I mean, there were some of them are good films and I don't want to take anything away from them, but there were not like major release movies of any stripe. Yeah for a long time yeah like we said we were doing like the oscar movies because that's what was being like talked about or like being actually available to stream but when we did like killing of two lovers like killing of two lovers was literally the only movie playing in it's true it was a very underrated movie it's one of my favorite movies of the year uh i I have it right outside my top 10 but uh yeah great movie but yeah i don't know at least that got to exist (laughs) i mean right at least that got to exist (laughs) what a crazy year you know yeah that's true like yeah i'm glad we got to i think i saw that i think i saw that movie in the same theater that i saw dune in you know what i I mean like nighthawk yeah nighthawk yeah it's fucking nuts dude (laughs) like that's 2021 for you yeah shout out to theaters man bringing us back and hopefully getting to be a thing yeah i go to alamo so much now and uh that's great yeah uh, but i have to you have to say caleb i mean as we sit here december 19th sunday night it it seems like this is all gonna stop right now like it's at least for a little while at least for maybe like a month or two like it seems like everything is gonna stop they'll get that christmas cash and shut it down for a bit uh hopefully we'll be back i I don't know man i mean (laughs) i around the country see this is the thing like and i i don't know i'm not an epidemiologist i don't know anything but the last time it was like New York was a couple weeks ahead of the rest of the country, yes. even like a month ahead of the rest of the country. Yes. And as me and Chris are both traveling to the South for yeah, the right. holidays, <laughs> uh, Godspeed to us. And uh, yeah, uh, the word where saying the phrase, get a mask, which is uh, what you do yeah. to say to uh, keep everyone safe. It's a very become politicized. Uh, but yeah, hopefully we'll, we're thing. This is a very somber note to end the podcast. I know. Well, this is the on. end of the year, dude. I mean, as we end the, as we end the second year of the pandemic, and like everything is in turmoil. You know, it's like we have been blessed with some fantastic movies, and mm-hmm. I hope we continue to be in, into the future. But I am worried about the future of the film industry. I mean, even a movie like The yeah. Matrix Revolutions, which I, I I have not seen yet, but you know, mm-hmm. like. Uh, my gripe isn't with any. I know people. It's like I've been making fun of it on Twitter. I think, but it's like. Yeah. It just doesn't look like they were able to get enough money to make the movie they wanted to make. And that's crazy. That's crazy that the Wachowskis could not get the money to make a new Matrix movie. Yeah. Like, given the success of the Matrix movies. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like, oh, wait, that's too original of an idea. It's not based off of a book exactly. series or anything. We already sold those toys. <laughs> and like their ideas were too weird and they were too weird in the pitch meetings or whatever. They couldn't get the money that they yeah. wanted to get. We, you know? uh, my Terry Gill- that's why Terry Gill- Gilliam doesn't make as many movies as he used to. It's sad. It's sad. It's really sad. Yeah. It's sad <sighs> to think of how, you know, uh, homogenized things are maybe yeah. becoming and and the way that things are are changing in, in the film industry, you know. Yeah, it's the it's weird really movies. interesting. It's really interesting. Titan got to exist, thank goodness. And maybe yeah, that's why that I responded true, to yeah. it. Uh, Quentin Dupuy-, Dupuy had two movies this year. I loved uh, one of them. <laughs> Amanda Bowles. But yeah, I could... Uh, weirdos and get to make art and sometimes uh not weirdos get to make good art too <laughs> <laughs> it's not it doesn't happen as often as you might think yeah <laughs> um but yeah i don't know some great stuff this year brother and it was always a pleasure to talk to the always about these pleasure, movies with yes. you you know it's always a great time to get to talk to you i really appreciate always a good time to time. dish on some mervs just and love it talk talking it. at the cinema you know like it's fantastic yeah. On cinema, at cinema. That's at not cinema. us, but on cinema, yeah, kind exactly. of a very sincere version of that. I know it really is. <laughs> it's really sad, but it is. Um, I don't know. That's it, man. Thank you so much. Good night, brother. <laughs> Good night, brother. <laughs>